Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the front porch. This is Dennis Rogers, and I am joined by the one and only, the inimitable Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? Hey, fantastic. It's getting better every week. I think you're getting <laughs> you're getting more into the role. You're embracing it. It didn't. That did not at all sound like it. It did in my head before I started. You were totally embracing the role that time. I think we're going to send these to your casting agent, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, he's got the different parts, <laughs> voice acting." Get you down. How's it going this week, man? Did you get a uh, to the house? Uh, yeah, I'm actually at the house right now. Oh wait, you were there last week too, weren't you? Or was it no? You were out there for uh, Klingons and Dragons. Yeah, we recorded Klingons and Dragons, or attempted to do so this past Wednesday. Right. Um, there's been a lot of internet issues in my area for the past couple weeks, um, but the internet at my house, because my house is in town, is mm, not ten times, but let's say like six times as fast as um the internet at mom and dad's and um wednesday evening it went out completely over there so um i packed up my laptop and microphone and brought them all over here to the house um to to do that recording and then it still was very intermittent it was you know worse than than 4g on your phone most of the time <laughs> which I, I have made recording very difficult i have but, uh, uh probably not so covertly been planning uh a trip up to your place some uh, sometime fairly soon, so I can get mm. a real a real world look at Casa de Rogers. Check it out. <laughs> well, it's it's generally a mess. I mean, I posted some pictures last week. the The second floor is coming along. We got we got the toilet hooked up this past week. Um, the floor is done, and I've been uh, prepping and painting uh, the door jam pieces mm-hmm. to hang doors and then uh next step after that is trim and aside from those two things and some some touching up of paint um and the other things that remain in the bathroom uh faucets and uh, the bathtub uh, and the light fixtures the floor and the ceiling. well the bathtub's <laughs> in it's just not it doesn't have a faucet and a and a um shower head and all that stuff yet uh but once those few things are are done, then the the second floor will be done. The first floor is still mostly untouched. There's a little bit of drywall, and we had to do a lot of like leveling out the floors and ceilings because um, it's an old house. It's over a hundred years old, and mm. so everything's kind of warped and whatever. Right. But the bones were good. Our bones were solid. <laughs> right, as they say, as they say. Um, well, I guess we have um, we've covertly slid right into good times uh kind of are we are we doing good times this week i thought we talked i talked you out of the good times this week not that i don't did not that i don't like good times i love my good times but you don't have you don't have any is that what you're saying oh i have plenty of good times my life is a (laughs) wonderful explosion of awesomeness all the time i can share it with you let's do some good times dennis So you paused when I paused after I said mine, but then you talked into it. I did so. talk into it because I was kind of You'll, a little frustrated. We'll have to have Barry fix that in, in the end. <laughs> hey, uh, so I'll go first because I'm always putting it off. Uh, let's do uh, good times. I got a uh, hermit crab. That's good, right? Oh, 
Sydney Sydney went to her mom's for two weeks and then called right. and said, hey, dad, uh, can I have a hermit crab? And I was like, what? So she said, I already bought it. I already bought it. So we're kind of going to bring it to you. So now she went back to her mom's, but dropped off a hermit crab that I've been taking care of for the week. And I'm hoping it doesn't die before she gets back. Is all I can say. That's my. Sure, so. sure. I got, got a hermit crab. Um, I've been getting some pictures from my friend uh, who's out on a cruise. And it's been enjoyable watching like, uh, you know, sunsets and cool cruise stuff. It makes me want to go travel right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. I played, I did get to, I got to spend, um, the weekend it was a little cold and rainy, so I didn't get to, I went to do some, some walking and stuff. I wanted to go do some things. Uh, oh, I got to go to a place called mm-hmm. Lark Farm or Lark Ranch, which was really neat. Uh, okay. With a, a friend and her little seven-year-old. Um, and sometimes just, uh, I don't know, you want to talk about good times of things is that when you go out to a place and you're with a bunch of like hundreds of people in this big area, and you feel safe and comfortable that your kid can just run around and, you know, everyone's good and nice and kind and wonderful. And <laughs> it, that's a good feeling. You know what I mean? It's kind of like one of those, hey, this is a good American thing. It was, it's very American Midwestern because it's out with a massive corn maze that's, you know, four or 500 yards big. And there's bouncy stuff sure. and zip lines. And, and it's great because there's this one spot where these they have a kid's zip line and a, an adult zip line. And the kid's zip line just kind of zips through a foot off the ground. Like their feet are only like a foot off the ground. And it zips for a good hundred yards right through the middle of this area. And people just, there's no lines. There's no like queue lines and you can just walk around. There's no uh, rails blocking rides off. You just kind of walk up on them because everything's included. Uh, which is great because people just walk through that that zip line area. And then these little kids will just go flying down and smash into other little kids. It's great. Uh, <laughs> but it made me feel like the, the old school kind of like, uh, like I said of America where they did, you didn't have to have everything. If you roped off because lawyers are going to come and sue everybody for every little thing. And yeah, yeah. The, um, the, uh, the young parents of our our generation. I mean, I'm not a parent, but yeah. we're fairly close in age. But the the parents of our generation are, for the most part, very helicoptery. Yeah, they are. And, and this is a nice. This was a nice thing to see. This uh, be able. I remember she went out and they had these. I don't know. You might remember them as like a pioneer village, but they're just small houses that are like old houses. They're for kid size houses, right? There's about sure, six of, of them. I. And and I don't I don't know if I've talked about this on the show, but I used to do um, Civil War reenacting. Oh yeah, right. And there's a there's a village up in Michigan that's a whole they have a whole town square, and so it was a cool place to go. I mean, it was right in the middle of summer, so we're all just sweating like crazy. But we would do this little you know skirmish battle like right in town, and they'd have like they'd put tape on the windows, like X's of tape on the windows, mm. so that the um, vibration from the cannons didn't break the glass. Oh, cool, cool. But uh, but it was cool. Yeah, the, was cool. And, and they had they had something like that, and but it was like kid size, so it was mainly just for the kids to go run in and jump up and go oh, multiple right levels on. and stuff. Um, so I could, just, but you could just sit down in the field around it while the kids just, you know, twenty kids are out there just running around from house to house, and you don't see them, and it, you don't you totally feel safe. You don't feel like someone's going to come kidnap your kid at a, at a crazy carnival <laughs> fair or something, you know. But right, um, right. And then they had uh, apple shooters, like these apple air cannons that look like big military things, and you just pay like fifty cents and you get a 
shoot apples at the uh, old car off in the distance, and it makes a thundering boom every time they're shot. Like a like a potato gun. Yeah, it's like a big potato gun, but like freaking industrial, right? And these little kids just walk up there and put a, this put apple in this potato gun and pull the trigger, and it just erupts like a cannon. And you're like, oh, that's totally not safe, but it's okay because it's rural Indiana. It's totally fine. Um, right, right. Which it was, it is, and I'm sure at some point somebody will end up getting their arm broke somehow and then sue the place and it'll get shut down. But sure, until then, it's been going around for like 15 years already, but until then, it's nice to enjoy a good place with good times and good people eating elephant ears and, you know, just having good wholesome fun. So that was my good good times. Mm. It's good stuff. Felt good about it all. How about you? What What happened? Um, well, I already talked about all the stuff that's happened at the house. Um, I have my um, sister and brother-in-law and their kids are coming up this week. Um, it is. It was just recently. Their, their birthdays are 12 days apart. Um, the two of them and their oldest daughter, uh, my oldest niece, and her dad, my brother-in-law, have the same birthday. Oh, okay. It's very complicated set of words there but um anyway they're they're coming up they're planning a big my brother-in-law is planning a big um get together with his family who live about 20 minutes from here um and they're gonna do a bunch of like four-wheeler dirt bike stuff um none of that appeals to me but uh we'll get to hang out a little bit my my sister and and the kids will be staying at mom and dad's and uh, so i'm looking forward to that it's always kind of fun family family um yeah and let's see i got a game called persona 5 from uh gamefly oh yes from last year i believe or something maybe maybe very early this year it's a jrpg japanese rpg which is not not a game genre that i have a ton of experience with we talked at length a couple weeks ago about dragalia lost which is a mobile Mm -hmm. jrpg Mm -hmm. Uh, this one's on the on the PS4, so it's, um, you know, there there's actual game, which is not there's actual game in Dragali Lost. I'm not right. trying to say that, but um, a lot of like the the combat is is kind of Pokemon style, where it's um, uh, um, turn based. Like you go into combat, and then you choose your action, and they choose theirs, and you play a little uh, rock paper scissors with that. Um, but that's just like a small part of this whole story where you're going into these situations. And unlike Dragalia, which is just like read the story, this is has that decision tree thing where in very many interactions, you have a choice of how to respond. And it's going to affect your relationship with the different characters and how they respond to you. Um, but I've just started that, so I don't have a ton to say about it. It has a tendency to make me very tired when I'm trying to play it. I think something about sitting and reading a lot of text on the TV, it kind of wears my brain out a little bit. You and I had had some offline talks about games and reading amount about it. And I don't know what it is. I just, maybe it's just I've gotten older and I get impatient with this day and age of, I want things to happen and my instant gratification bells have needed, have been geared more than anything Mm -hmm. or greased. Yeah. I feel like, Part of the, and uh, this is not, this is not a conscious thought that I have while playing games, but, um, you know, it's like, you, we've only got so much time left. 
Like, <laughs> I'm already playing a video game. Do I really want to, like, read all of this lore? <laughs> Which is ridiculous. That's obviously not a rational, you know, conscious thought that 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 I have. It's, um, for me, the thought is more of, like, like, I'm already playing a video game, so I already feel a little bit guilty, right? right because I'm not doing something I'm else. not doing anything quote unquote productive um and so I don't want I also don't want negative things in that game like I don't want to which is I'm I'm painting in really broad strokes with all of this since I started talking but um <laughs> you you know what I'm you know what I'm Yeah no and the thing about too with it is that uh because we're older and we've played a lot of these games in the past that these tropes they're tropes and they keep getting repeated and as much as you can say oh it's a new thing with a new story and it's got its own little twists yeah but you know what here's the part where we go into a city and we do 500 quests for shopkeepers and for the guy at the end table you know i mean it's it's the same things and you're like okay it's just a different guy with a different quest but he's it's the same exact thing um, mm-hmm. so the games that we have to play now have to be, if they want to have a lot of lore or story, they've got to be unique. They've got to do something different. They can't be doing the same kind of things. You know, it, that's why a lot of the, the final fantasy games, I can't play those anymore. And I can't play a lot of JRPGs or RPGs in general, because they are just so tropey. You know, you're, you're going to start out with the same thing. You're starting on a village and you got to walk around with the village and there's the same, innkeeper person and then there's always a plucky sidekick or something you're like if you don't have it you're looking for it right um i just don't have time for oh, that's that's true so so in this game i'm about an hour and a half in i think um you are it's not fantasy setting it's present day setting so you are a high school student mm-hmm. um, and a transfer student of course except they do one unique thing where the whole story is told in flashbacks. Yeah. So you start out in an interrogation room and you know, the, the woman interrogating you says, you know, start from the beginning and then you go into the actual game proper. Uh, but you do have a, a random other boy that you meet right away. Um, and slowly befriend. He becomes your first, uh, um, sort of teammate as you're building your your combat team and then you run into you go back and forth between the real world and the and the whatever isekai the the alternate world yeah um which is a sort of like it's like a dream world um they're the they're the as i understand it and again i'm fairly early in they're the imaginary worlds created by people's subconscious desires okay um and so there's a there's a volleyball coach at the school who's kind of a, a megalomaniac. And there, you, when you go into his dream world, it's a version of the school that is a medieval castle. And this guy is the king. He's the king of the castle. Um, the and then there are, you know, what look like people from the real world are actually spirits that you have to fight or something. Mm. And then you meet a friendly NPC who looks like a cat, but is apparently not a cat. She he she makes a makes a, a strong point of you know I'm not a cat but you know looks like a cartoon cat in the dream world and then when you meet her in the real world 
um, looks like a normal cat. <laughs> uh, so whatever the deal is with that, I don't know yet. Right. But yeah, it is. I mean, it's just like anime. It's there. There are a lot of tropes. I've, as I said, not played too many of those games. So those things are just like things I recognize from anime and not from playing a lot of those kind of games. So they don't bother me too much. I just can't play it for too long. Um, yeah. Hey, and and speaking speaking of wasting time, I keep going back to Factorio, which is a, <laughs> that's crazy. That. Hey, did you did you ever like scene. did you ever like the oh adventure? They call them Metroidvania games. Do you ever like the Metroid like OG Metroid, Metroid Two, and uh, most Castlevania of, most games? of that stuff? Most of that stuff I missed. Um, as we've talked about in the past, we had. Uh, my my video game console history goes uh, Atari Twenty Six Hundred, um, original NES, Nintendo, um, Game Gear, okay. Sega portable console, PlayStation One, uh, and then Xbox Xbox Three Sixty, uh, PS Three, and PS Four. Okay, um, and I think that's oh I had a Nintendo DS. Well, for a while, the reason before, I, I, I asked is that right before smartphones, uh, and so the like I feel like the peak of that classic Metroidvania era yeah. was was on the Super Nintendo, yes. and for whatever reason, I skipped right over the SNES. Okay. Um, well, that's a, that's that's a big skip. I mean, that's a yeah, yeah. A big I one. don't know. Well, we, because we had um, we had a computer the whole time, mm-hmm. and so when. When I would have been like really getting interested in that kind of stuff, I was playing games on the PC. I played oh, one of the Mega Man games I can get on that, the PC, okay. um, text adventure games, mm-hmm. uh, all of that. Kind I of could stuff. see how if I would have had a computer, I probably would have gotten in like Zork's Grand Inquisitor or stuff like that instead. Right. Um, well, the reason I asked was that um, there's a game that our buddy Zon had showed me and um it's a metroidvania and and i i like those games but they can be not so great depends it's hit or miss um every once in a while Mm -hmm. though you come across a really fantastic one and they're just a a joy to play um and one just came out called hollow knight and it's like 15 bucks on steam and i bought it last night i watched him play it i was real excited about it our buddy trotsky got it as well on the switch and uh uh, so I watched a couple of videos and I went ahead and bought it. I played like five, 10 minutes of it. And it's got super promise as being exactly what it, what it says it is. Um, so <laughs> if you ever get bored and want to play like an action adventure kind of type game, that's a cool one to pick up. Interesting. That's, that's funny. That's not where I thought you were going with that, uh, with that segue. No. Um, I purchased a game uh, a couple weeks ago called dead cells. Oh, Okay. I've heard uh, um, you with, and our buddy Aaron are both playing that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, some of the the Frog Pants guys, uh, um, podcasters, and um, uh, Patrick over at uh, the podcast Pixels um, have have talked about this game as like their top game of the year from uh, either this year or last year, whenever it came out. I think it was early this year. Um, oddly, uh, Patrick had a whole interview with two of the. Um, developers uh over at um uh motion twin the company that made it it's a it's a unique sort of company french company where all of the employees are equal they all get the same pay and all have the same they're all like co-ceos or something 
Um, it's very strange kind of thing that only works in a small team. Sure. I was going to say, I want to be just the tester then. You get paid as much as the CEO. <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, it's, it is that Metroidvania side-scrolling um, style. And it is something that they call roguelite. Yes. Um, as, as, dis- as distinct from roguelike. What, wait, um, what is ro- in- roguelite then? Okay, so um, as as I understand it, and you know, if if either of Zahn or Pete are listening, they'll be yelling at their iPhones. But um, roguelike to me is is characterized by uh, you know very difficult, no respawn, start over from the very beginning, just like you know original Super Mario Brothers, but without the three lives. Okay, right? Like you play, and if you mess up, you got to start all over. Yeah. Um, this game is like that, except, um, there is a very slow progression. Um, and it is, um, the, the maps themselves are procedurally generated. So it's a little bit like Diablo. Um, I mean, it's, it's fully 2d side scroller. So, but what I mean like Diablo is that if you're playing through Diablo three and you go to one of the zones, like it's going to be the same zone. It's still going to be the desert with the same tile set. Yeah. Um, but the specifics of where everything is on the map are going to change. Okay. They're going to be different every time. So you can't memorize it. Right. Um, in this game, you go through and you, it's, it's sort of fantasy setting. So you get a sword and a, and you get a sword and a choice of either a shield or a bow. Okay. Um, and then, as you go, you um, you loot gold, and occasionally the enemies that you kill will drop um, something called a cell. And is it a if you dead get, cell? Y- yes. Okay. Um, if you get through the first level, the first map, you get to a collector who will take those those cells. You can cha- trade those cells in for upgrades, um, and they'll be like. One of the first ones I got was a healing potion. That's like a refillable uh, heal. And, um, but for example, like the heal might cost 25 souls. Well, if you've got 11, you can give him 11. And then next time you come through, you you still have that progress. Right? So when you, yes. di- I know that when you okay. die, yeah, when you die, you go all the way back to the beginning of the game and you have nothing. Well, yes. I bought an upgrade that lets me keep up to three thousand of my gold, which is another one of the upgrades. But um, those I like. You you still you still have no weapons, no none of your other ability upgrades that you might get in the run itself. You like you start over a new run, but you're very slowly improving your your character as you, the player, are getting better at like dodging and rolling and blocking and shooting okay and jumping this those games that i like i mean i, I that's i'm glad that you mentioned that call because i wasn't sure what that term was i was last week i played a i bought one on the playstation it's a deck build believe it or not a deck building rogue light game <laughs> and, and i absolutely <laughs> what does that it. look like it it's 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 good actually. It's um you, you know when let's just take an easy one like the the legendary game that we play. It's a deck building game, right? Mm-hmm. And you and you play legendary and you you just play one thing. And this this game is a really great um 
believe it or not, it's a really great uh, console deck building game in itself. It's got its neat twist where you're going through a dungeon and you have to kind of keep going through dungeons and fight bosses. Uh, but I won't go into the details of that. But the key is that you're, it's like you're, when you're playing that, you're playing the game and you go and you get gold, right? Or, mm-hmm. or items that you can get in the dungeon. They're a little bit more rare, but you can find them and get them. And, and then um, sure. you use gold to in, improve your, your character. Um, but that's, again, in the game. It's just like money and legendary. But then when you're done, let's say you're done with the legendary game that you play. Um, how well you did, you get experience points, which there's like a skill tree outside and does those unlocks. It's like now the um, Wolverine starting deck starts with level two cards instead of level one cards. Um, and then, oh, oh so, I see. so yeah. playing now I want to play the, the Wolverine character more because I'm and then you can keep specking out bonuses for the Wolverine deck. You know what I mean? Now, you always start back with with level one stuff in the beginning starter cards, but you have more at access and it's a lot easier at the beginning to go through those beginning levels because now you've got the plus two cards in there instead of the plus ones. Um, right. So, yeah, but you still start over every time just a little bit better, which I really enjoyed. And yeah. I played the crud yeah. out of it. I, I mean, just kept playing it over and over again. And I still... I got done playing it and got through what I wanted to do, but I still want to go back and play like new classes and unlock new, new mm-hmm. be- benefits for those. So yeah, I, I like those games. The, 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 the tricky thing about dead cells is that I'm not like, I'm not great at that kind of like reflex kind of thing, you know, platformer mm-hmm. double jump stuff. Um, so for me, I go, I'll play it a couple times through depending on how well I do. Um, I bought it on the Switch. I don't have a Switch, but my little sister has one. And so I logged in my Nintendo account on hers and and bought it um, so that when she's not using it, I can play. Nice. Um, because I plan on, at some point, get, getting one whenever they go on sale. Right. So I'm like, meh. For, nice. You know, it's like it's like it's like twenty five bucks. I think it went on sale on Steam, so it's even cheaper. Yeah, this one this one was on part PC. of a it was a fifteen dollar purchase with like it came with another deck building game which wasn't so great. Um, it was fine, but mm. it just wasn't so great. Uh, so yeah, it was, um, it was but, nice. I was surprised so, to have it so on the console. You know, often what I'll do is you know I'll play through once, not do very well, die early, and then the second time have gotten warmed up a little bit, and then go for like an hour. And and then die and like once I get to that point I'm like okay now I'm gonna do, go do something else <laughs> right now I'm like I've hit my limit on uh, on frustration um, <laughs> but it's not like for a game that is very punishing and very difficult like I can actually get into it more than I you know I generally have a have a fairly low tolerance for frustration in video games like I talked about earlier I'm like <laughs> like I'm playing a video game I don't want it to also be frustrating but I've learned over time that if there's none of that, if the game is too easy, it, it's just it's just boring. Right, for and, sure. And then then I also feel like, oh, now I'm wasting time playing a video game and I'm not even entertained. Yeah, it's not even fun. Right, exactly. Right. Well, the, the those are that's neat. I really like. I do like the whole of a rogue light rogue light now and it's nice to be able to put a a term to that and and because i don't like rogue like games i don't like hard i don't play on hardcore mode i don't play on instant Mm, you know death modes i think those are boring and dumb um i I, for me each to their own of course 
but right, uh, right. but for for me th- those have never been a, a an appealing thing to you know kill mm-hmm. myself over over a random oh the guy accidentally <laughs> hit a crit therefore my whole 16 hours are done you know that right right not exciting. uh so yeah it's good stuff hey so we talked about good good times earlier i got something we haven't talked about in a while i got some good news good news everyone it's been a while good since news. we've had good news and in our new format here it more has to do with not our, our own personal kind of stuff but um, it's news. more of things that are news that's happening, you know, in the, in the pop culture entertainment world type things. Uh, a couple things that I, I, I want to get your feedback on. Um, so I know you're, okay. you're more of a Star Trek than Star Wars guy, but four years since, since the after, right after episode one, George Lucas had come out and said that, uh, was it celebration two, I think is where he came out and he came on the stage and I remember I was there, it was in Indianapolis and he was talking about all the new stuff and we got the sneak peek of um, the Clone Wars and he hyped out um, a live action Star Wars TV show. And he even back then he said it's not going to be like a main Jedi based uh, focused on the Skywalker type thing. It's going to be its own TV series set in the Star Wars universe. Now that never obviously came to fruition, but news is now that uh that disney has announced for its new whatever the disney thing is going to be um their streaming service that they're making one called the mandalorian and it's a live action star wars um thing tv show movie whatever it's not movie it's it's an episodic thing but that's exciting it's kind of cool did you say midi-chlorian not midi-chlorian i'm gonna throw this microphone across the state at you (laughs) Uh, but Mandalorians, for those who don't know, are the Boba Fett people. So Boba and Jango. And oh, okay. I knew, I knew that sounded familiar. I wasn't sure if that was a DC thing or a Star yeah, Wars. So it's bounty hunters and, you know, it might have Boba in it, but probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it that and it's always been cool in some of the, the Clone Wars cartoons. And Boba Fett's a cool looking dude that's always been a fan favorite. So I guess it's kind of like the, the Star Trek thing. If you want to. It, it's a draw to come to the Disney network. It's it's interesting when these new net networks launch, like CBS. They they have to have a hook. CBS had the um, what's it? The Discovery. Star Trek Discovery, and uh, DC has t- Titans, and uh, now going to be Harley Quinn. So everybody's got to have their have their hook. Netflix. Is yeah, lucky I mean it's that. you know it's the. Um, uh, it's the lesson that Microsoft failed to learn in this generation of game consoles. You know, exclusives are what get people in the door. What's what gets your foot in the door? Yeah, I mean for sure. And and you gotta you gotta have a reason for people to come. I mean, you can't say, oh, I I I would choose Netflix because they've got Stranger Things, and you know, I don't know Netflix is getting a little light on their you must have shows, but. What is Netflix's well, what West has besides Stranger Things? I mean, it's it's everything, right? They have more. They have more of everything. They more of they have more of everything than anybody else. Yeah, but but, but, they, but what I mean, they have an extensive catalog of their own. Like they don't have. There's nothing that like. There's not one thing that you say. Oh, Netflix has this, and and X doesn't. It it goes the other way. You're like. Um, 
well, what is that? Is that on Netflix or do I have to go somewhere else? Yeah, that's exactly right. Because because they have such a large, massive catalog of stuff. You're right. Right. You're right. And, and I do. I, I know that when I, when when we're looking at challenge stuff, the first place I look is Netflix, and then I will go off to the other ones in order of mm-hmm, like Amazon mm-hmm. and then uh, on and on Hulu or whatever. But yeah, it's uh, th- these new ones have to have their own original draw to them, or there's no way they can beat the Netflix catalog at this point. I mean, it's just yeah. I mean, I mean, Disney has the biggest chance, you know, if they acquire Fox. But sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, Fox. If they and- if they pull everything that they can off of Netflix, and obviously they have to honor those agreements for certain amounts of time and whatnot. But um, you know, Disney has their so-called vault. Of, uh, of stuff well which which brings me to my second good news uh it's kind of good news depending on who you're talking to speaking of fox and disney uh iron fist for netflix has just been canceled that was is the very first marvel thing that has been canceled like even agents of shield hasn't mm. been canceled yet that's true that's true agents of shield ran a long time yeah. uh it's, no it's still so going that 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 sort of contradicts my my general general wisdom not general wisdom my my whatever that um that Netflix doesn't say no to anything yeah they right? like clear, clearly people come do. to Netflix with any idea they're like what about this guy who goes into a training program to go to um to be able to survive <laughs> on t- on Titan the moon of um um Saturn right yeah, we'll, okay, we'll make it sure. cool. What, Fine. What, 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 you know, nobody, nobody had a follow-up question of like, what, <laughs> what else is going to happen in that story? You're like, oh, well, he becomes estranged from his wife and sort of turns into a monster. Right. But like, okay, sure, make that. Yeah. Like, I, no matter what it is, they're like, yeah, yeah, sure. Do it. I wonder, I, I, I'd like to, as a, as a person who watches or used to watch a lot of those Netflix originals, <laughs> think that Netflix... <laughs> was getting such a low turn on re- investment on those kind of things that they'll hopefully stop doing that kind of just put throw everything out there for every kind of movie. Cause they, they were really diluting their brand so much that to me, I mean, you and I got last year at the point that we were mm. Netflix originals were just meant bad, you know, B and D level movies, the the, mo- the movies for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The movies, I wouldn't say necessarily all of the Netflix stuff, but the Netflix movies, um, but here, I'm going to put on yeah, my tinfoil hat for this this Iron Fist thing real quick. <laughs> so Disney has... That's not a show I watched. I heard only bad things about it. I yeah, watched... Yeah. I watched all season one of Daredevil, which was very good. And I watched the first few episodes of season two. And uh, the same thing for Jessica Jones. I watched all of season one and the first few of season two. Jessica Jones was one that I could not watch more than one or maybe two at a sitting because it was exhausting to watch. Yeah. It was so I agree. Like, rough. I agree. I totally agree with that. Not rough. Like, it was well made. I mean, just like the stuff that happens is terrible. And yeah. It's just, it it, that's why it's hard for me to actually watch. I haven't watched Jessica Jones season two. Not because I didn't like the first one. It's just that I'm like, I have to sit and am I going to be ready for this? investment gotta, in doing whatever how many episodes I, this is because this is going to be I a gotta, haul. i gotta i gotta emotionally prepare myself yeah this is going to be a haul and not that it's going to like wipe me out but that was 13 episodes that should have been in eight and i felt that they were holding me for so long that i just i couldn't watch more than one or two at a time mm, um, i could see that yeah and iron fist was clearly the worst of all of them and i have not seen season two because it's 
season one was so bad. But here's my here's my tinfoil hat conspiracy thing. Disney is Disney and Marvel okay. has said that they would be happily make another what continue making Marvel movies on Netflix with their Marvel uni- Defenders universe as long as Netflix will have them. And the way this works is that Netflix says they want a new season and they pay for it and then Marvel makes it. So Marvel doesn't get to choose whether they want to make continue Iron Fist 1 or 2. I mean they can always just say no. Um but Netflix is the one that puts the money up and, and asks them to do it. They're the first, the first go. Uh, and Disney or Marvel has said, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll always keep making these as long as Netflix keeps making them. Now, that, that may just be like business lingo that you have to always say that you would take it so that they'll offer it and then you could turn it down. Um, sure. But I wonder if, if Disney's already going to come out with their own world of things that – not, you know, just letting these kind of not so great Netflix things peter out on their own wouldn't be terrible for them because mm. I don't think they're going to stop making the Netflix ones because they're doing okay. But Iron Fist definitely was ones. not doing okay. Defenders was yeah. not doing okay. So just let those things die and then we can just make our own Marvel series universe on on our Disney thing and right. everybody can just go there. You know, for whatever that might be. I don't know if they'll do Iron Fist, but, you know. Probably not. They, they, I, they don't, they wouldn't want competitor. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and surely they'll do some kind of Marvel thing on the Disney stuff. There's there's no way they won't do some kind of live action Marvel thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's comic books. There's a whole catalog of characters that they've not. Yeah, and if you can make B what was essentially B-list characters into the, there are the Avengers into the multi-billion dollar industry, then, then you can surely do something. But anyway, that's, they'll that's, get, that's um, they'll get Jennifer Garner to come back and make an Electra show. Oh gosh, man. I liked Electra and I liked Jennifer Gardner. And I, I think I only watched like <laughs> a half hour of that movie and had it turn. It's one of the few movies I've never I, finished and I turned off. I think I saw it in the theater. Oh, Though I might man. also be confusing it with the Daredevil movie, which I also, as I mentioned um, before, the the theater that I go to now is in the town where I went to college. And on Monday nights, they had free student uh, movies. And so there were a lot of movies that I would not have paid money to see that I went mm-hmm. and saw for free. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, could, I would have done that for sure. Um, Daredevil 2, not so great. Not as bad as Electra, but not so great. Looking back at I Ben Affleck I, days of I don't think I saw that one. Poor guy did did Daredevil, which he was a passable Daredevil. And then he's a passable Batman, but just kinda not getting the good luck with those things, is he? I didn't realize that was him. That makes him one of the short list of actors who've played both Marvel and DC characters. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Interesting. There's not along enough. with along with another Batman. Who's that? Michael Keaton. Oh, yeah, right. For sure. Him him playing the vulture, right? Yep. What, decades apart. So good, on, good yeah. on him. Yeah. Hey, so let's go this week, now that we've got my good news out of the way, and let's get back to it. Speaking of more comic booky things, let's talk about our Netflix challenge this week. I, I guess it's a Netflix challenge, right? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Uh a Netflix original? No, it's not a, definitely not an original. It's just a DC one. 
We we watched uh, Batman Bad Blood, right? That's what it's called, Batman Bad Blood. Yeah, which is just which like, is just like Taylor Swift said. It's just like Taylor Swift said, but it's it's basically uh, this was a DC, just like the many DC animated, straight to Netflix slash straight to DVD, D- direct uh, to video, direct to videos. What they call them, direct to video movies. Um, they don't come out in theaters. They're just you know straight on video. And these DC cartoon animated cartoons are um, all pretty much the same in the fact that they have the same kind <laughs> of artwork with them. They feel mm. very Batman animated series type stuff, and they have great voice actors that they continue to use from each one to each one. Like Batman's almost always voiced by Conroy, and um, Tim Bruce Tim I think does Superman all the time. So they have the same kind of actors, voice actors, which is a pretty good quality. Um, and it's the same kind of continuity. Uh, so I know you haven't watched a lot of those, but we, we decided to watch this I haven't this seen one. a lot of these, but um, my my brother Andrew uh, has seen a lot of them. And so we've watched some of them together and we watched some of them um, uh, again. Like he's watched them and he, he puts them on again. We've seen, I mentioned last week we saw that uh, Gotham by Gaslight. Um, he and I watched the one whose name I can't remember, which I believe was the introduction in this, in this series of films, the introduction of, of Damian Wayne. Okay. And then uh, this one is the, the, introduction the Robin. To... Yeah. He's, he's in this too. He's the second or third Robin who is the um, child of, of Bruce Wayne and uh, Talia. Um, Talia, I wanted to say Nissa. That's the one from Arrow. Yeah, Talia Al Ghul. Uh, maybe, maybe the same sort of character that, that I don't. Do they have the? Do they? See, do you see the other one in Arrow? I don't think so. You see I, Talia in? I don't know. I I never got far enough in Arrow to, to see the the Al Ghul yeah. thing, League of Shadows. Uh, so so would you? Let's talk. Just talking about this one in general. Did you like the show? Or the movie? Or the whatever it might be um What's it was thoughts? okay it yeah. was okay i don't i don't have a lot to say on it it wasn't bad um i found myself not quite bored but easily distracted um at, at various points um it had a lot of action sequences which i talk about a lot a lot on the show i'm not super you know it's not my favorite thing i understand that it's a staple of this genre so i'm not trying to cast aspersion it's just you know after after a minute or two of cartoon characters punching each other like i'm i'm out you know i'm not i don't care anymore yeah and i wonder if if that's not what they you and i kind of talked about this is that that the comic books have more wordy type stuff to it with a few panels of action in it whereas this has a lot of action i wonder if that's a, a conscious decision by DC to take because a lot of these stories that you see on the animated DC animated movies are actual comic book stories just translated one to one over to the, the the film. I wonder if that's a decision like, hey, let's right, make these more action oriented and less talky. A, a comic book is basically a storyboard if you're making a movie or a TV show. Yeah, right. um, it's just maybe there's not so much story, and this is a weird. This is a weird story because um, 
it really is all B-list characters. Right? Like it's the Bat Family. It's the Bat Family for one, and then the villains are like I don't I don't know. Okay, I guess we're going to spoil this. So if you've not seen the Batman animated direct-to-video movie Batman Bad Blood, skip ahead to the chapter so you don't get spoiled on it. Yeah. Um the main villain is Talia and she's got uh um Mad Hatter and a couple of other B or C list Batman villains that I've never heard of. I had to I had to Google Mad Hatter. Um, Did you? Well, I actually I got some use out of my uh DC Universe apps encyclopedia, though nice. I I still ended up having to Google stuff because it's not <laughs> so bad. It's just easier uh, to Google it. I was like, I could just Google this and like without even clicking into the Wikipedia page, the part of it that still shows on the Google search results would probably give me enough information. <laughs> right. Um, but I was curious about Batwoman and and also Mad Hatter. But, like, there's no... Like, Batman is not in this movie at all. Like, he's in... I mean, he's in it. But he's in the first couple scenes, and then he's he's out for the rest of the story. So the story is all about the villains, Talia and her, her posse, and... Um, um, Nightwing, Robin, so Dick Grayson, Damian Wayne, uh, Alfred, um, Kate Kane, Kane. Mm-hmm. Batwoman, and um, one more. Oh, uh, Lucius's son, whose Nightwing. name I forget. Yeah, I don't um, remember. Nightwing, M- Morgan, Morgan Freeman's son. Yeah, Morgan um, Freeman's son. <laughs> nice. uh, who who is who is Batwing? Right. They 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 even make a joke about how he picked his name as exact same as their plane. So you like that that was that was well done. That was that was funny. One one funny moment in the show. But like, I never. I've. I mean, in the limited exposure I've had, which is just this movie and the animated movie where they introduce Damien. I don't like Damien. He's like <laughs> a whiny, pouty little kid, and I'm like, this kid is annoying, and. <laughs> I only really know Nightwing from the Injustice mobile fighting game, and he's kind of annoying to fight against. And I think the like fighting with two wands the thing is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Batons, that's the word I was looking for. And so I'm like, I don't really care about this guy. I don't I don't like Damien. Batwoman is is okay, but um she's also kind of strange. I don't know any of her backstory. I had to I had to look up her backstory as well. It's just like the things that I like about Batman are, first of all, Batman and yeah. his like his A-list villains like Joker, Two-Face, uh, even Penguin to an extent, uh, Joker, Joker, I said, uh, Riddler, I mean, <laughs> um, are interesting, complex, psychological villains. Like, that's what I like about the Gotham story. This weird like Bat family uh, what did I call it? Or, or in, in the um, um, Batstis League, <laughs> the Batstis League, <laughs> yeah. which is terrible. But um, right. it's just not—I don't know. It's just not what I expect from a Batman story. And again, you know, I'm not a comic guy, so whatever. But um, just no, I, I think not- I think that's imp- I think that's really important to note that, that you're not a comic book guy, really, because that that's that's real important and that's kind of one of the things that i wanted to talk about here with this is that the, those these direct to video movies are for comic book fans they're they mm. if you want to watch batman stuff like 
this is not to be offensive to you, but if you're just a, a, a plebe non-comic book person, go watch the go watch the the Batman movies, and then that's it. Because people who yeah, are Batman I get fans, the, I get the movies and the few um, um, Arkham games that I've played. Right, but people who are fans or read the comic books could probably spit at anyone who constantly keeps bringing up the Joker. Like, how many times over fifty years can we have the same? 800 Joker stories and the penguin and the sure river. of it's course like the, a- the quote-unquote a-list is beyond tired and i'm just saying this for batman but i'm also applying that across the board it's like okay if you're a captain america fan i am sick and tired of the red skull and then you're going to tell me they're going to do another red skull story you're like oh forget that <laughs> right so when when you say oh there's a there's a, a movie that doesn't have the red skull and captain america in it show me you know what i mean so for people who are fans not saying that I am a Batman fan or that this movie was great for me either, but I can I can relate to the fact that this would be great for people who are Batman and comic book readers because they don't have to to see the same. They like Batman and like the whole ethos of Batman, but they don't have to have Batman all the time and Joker and Riddler and they can have all these other guys that finally get a little bit of light of day, you know. Yeah, for I us, could, it doesn't be, wasn't a big deal. It was more, you know, I mean, all of the things that I said before, plus, like, not having Batman. Like, yeah. it was still interesting to me. Last week, we talked about the the Supergirl series. It was really interesting to me to see Batman in this story, which is not Gotham at all. Like, it's a much more Superman-centric story. But to see how Batman acts in that, in that context. Like, yeah. this is a Batman story without Batman. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what I... It's the reason why years ago I used to pull the uh, the Justice League, but I never pulled Superman, I never pulled Wonder Woman, and I never pulled Batman. I just had pulled Justice League. Well, because I I wanted just normal Batman in his Batman attitude in small bites in a in a thing, and Superman and Wonder Woman and all the rest of the Justice yeah. League. I didn't yeah, want to have like that. full on give me Batman constantly, read only about Batman, and you know it's just not as interesting to me for that because again they keep doing the tried and true Lex Luthor is the same Superman villain it's, you know, <laughs> right. they, they don't anymore in the comics but in the TV shows so anyway and which these, is which is not to say that but. yeah which is not to say that there aren't things about the um you know prime sort of Batman stories that are kind of tired and a little strange like the the no guns no killing thing mm-hmm Cause you're like, he's got missiles that come out of the car. <laughs> We've seen it many times, right? I I guess that those aren't guns, and then of course the handful of movies where he has guns anyway. Uh, Batman yeah. vs Superman just add that to the list of things that are terrible about that movie. But even in the original, um, I'm gonna say Tim Burton, and I hope that that's right. Um, uh, the the first Michael Keaton, you know, Jack Nichols, Nicholas, um, Jack Nicholson, um, yeah. not the golfer. Uh, he has guns in the Batmobile, right? Yeah. So, like, not e- not even aside from that, like, they're like running into people with the car, uh, you know, setting off bombs and and launching missiles and stuff. Like, okay, but the fact that you don't use guns is a weird like. Uh, um, hill to die on considering all of this other violent stuff that is probably still killing henchmen 
Well, just just to lay that to rest, anyone with a, a even a moderate Google search can look at the 1950s and 60s comic book where Batman definitely had guns, definitely shot people, and then one of the earlier Batman comic books where he jumps out, he, like dive kicks out of a window and cracks somebody's neck and kills him. Like Batman right. has always killed, and Batman has always shot guns, and just like I don't know, I'm sure at some point in the 90s or 80s or whatever it was, somebody relaunched Batman as they always do. And he made some kind of comment like, I don't use guns. And then they just stuck. You know what I mean? I remember, I remember seeing it in Adam West. So it, it might've been that long. See, that, that that's what back. it could, it maybe it hit then. It's like when he was like happy, good, bam, kapow, kapow, Batman that they changed him to, to do that. But I mean, he was, so, he, sometime we should, sometime we should go back and watch that as a weekly challenge. <laughs> oh man. Which the, we, no, we should watch the, the, uh, the wonder woman ones that's on the DC thing that they've got oh with um linda carter i was gonna say linda carter is that yeah that's not oh i'm mixing up actor and character names who's the girl in uh terminator oh sarah uh, sarah connor, connor is that's what not, you're e- thinking. not even close yeah. who's the actress linda, who played... linda hamilton linda hamilton okay there we go and I had, I had all kinds of names. <laughs> you mind. had Sarah Carter and, and Linda Carter. I get that. That makes sense. How that's, that's mixed up. She's, you know, she's uh, coming back for, not to, to switch over there, you know, she's coming back for the next Terminator. Linda Hamilton. Did you see, um, did you see that TV show uh, with um, Summer Glau? I did not, but I heard it was all good things. I watched some of it, but not all of it. And I don't remember why. I heard that the first season was a little rough to get off, but the rest of it became really great. And then they canceled it when it got really great, which is another reason why I didn't watch it. Did you ever see The Cape also with Summer Glau? It does not sound ring a bell to me. It was, I think it only went one season. Um, Summer Glau was Oracle, right? She was Guy in the Chair. Her name actually might have been Oracle. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know the world. I assume that it's DC because of those names, but it might not be. Um, regular dude gets a magic, I think it's magic cape from a, I think he gets it from a circus guy. (laughs) And like, it's basically prehensile. Like he does stuff with the cape that you know, Batman does with all of his gadgets, but he can like grab stuff and throw stuff and like put out a, you know, cut a candle in half with the wick still burning kind of stuff. It sounds very much like spawn is what it sounds like. Could be. I don't know. Yeah. Well, the, no, I, and, and I, I should watch, I should have watched more shows with summer cloud, but (laughs) I, I, I don't know why, but I always think that, you know, I want her to do well and I want her shows to do well, but everything she seems to be in has like one or two seasons and then it's done. And it's like, oh, mm. too bad. Too bad. She she was born the day before me. Awesome. You guys fun, make a perfect fun, couple. Fun fun anecdote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh her her and Marina Baccarin, same thing, the from the Firefly cast. Is you know, you sure. always want them to do sure. well and and it's, I think Marina Baccarin is great in movies and she should just do movies and be in movies because she's great, but I don't think that she's great forever. She was great in Firefly, but that's, that's, I don't know if she's, you know. Did you watch, um, V? I did. 
And that's one of the reasons why I say that she's not so great in a in a long term role anymore. I mean, that, I, I did, that show she was fine for a while, but like I just, don't I don't remember much about it except I feel like it got canceled just as it was starting to get interesting. Uh, I can't remember. I I remember that I stopped watching it after uh, so so many episodes, like at least halfway through, when I was like, "This is." And Marina Baccarin was one of the reasons why I couldn't watch it anymore because she was just not great acting, not great character mm. and and i didn't want anything more to see about her she's pretty and that was it all right <laughs> um but but i love like i love her in deadpool like kiss me like deadpool, you miss me red right. like she's fantastic so right. um but yeah anyway I, I want her to do well and i and i never see them i'm glad they keep doing the sci-fi things and that kind of you know, I think they do what is it? They go around and they, they find their peeps at the, the all the conventions and stuff and maybe they end up <laughs> feeling like, Oh, I could do these for my fans because my fans are I mean, people. it's it's I'm gonna I'm gonna make a blanket general generalization here, but it is very easy to make bad sci fi. It is. Who who's who here we can name people real quick. There's name people that are that are the sci fi I don't know if they bad sci-fi, but the sci-fi people that are known for sci-fi fantasy type things that they just keep in that realm. There's Summer Glau, there's Nathan Fillion, the Firefly casts, you know, there's... So you mean, you mean actors? Um, actor or actresses, yeah. It's, uh, what's the Starbuck actress? Same thing. Katie Sackhoff. Katie Sackhoff. Um, let's see. They just can't break I mean, out. Yeah, um, most of them do. They either break out or they or they quit acting right yeah exactly uh, they, they, they keep doing they, that they keep doing that same roles the same kind of roles and the same thing and then they they, they can't break out uh, well there are a lot of shows that kind of just come and go and and people never hear about them that are made in canada in like um, vancouver yeah yeah so i'm thinking about like um continuum uh um, yeah. a show called lost girl which was not sci-fi it was fantasy but Right, you know, same same kind of deal. Um, Do you like that show? I was always wondering about watching that show. It's tricky to recommend because it's a little bit sexy. Yeah, because she's a succubus. Uh, right. Um, right. I I think that's one of those like Continuum that I watched a lot of, but never saw the last season. It's like yeah. they started to lose it, and then I lost interest, and then they also got canceled. And so I was right. like, "Oh well, yeah, that's I, you know, didn't do the thing." Um, other other people like the the guy Claudia Black, remember her? That doesn't Here. ring a bell. She's from uh, Fire uh, Farscape and SG uh, Stargate. She did those. Right. Ben, ben Browder, same kind of thing. When yeah, when those shows were on. Um, I was at the peak of my Star Trek interest. And so I couldn't get into uh, Farscape or um, there were, there were so many of those Babylon five Stargate SG one Lex. Um, None of that, none of that held any interest for me. Yeah, Um, I was, I was, and of course I've tried to go back and I'm like, Oh no, this is, Oh, they're all dated. Like, you can't. You can't. Um, those, yeah. D- did you ever see um, Dark Matter? No. Uh, is it's it still a, going? I don't 
know. It, it might be. It might be. I don't know. Uh, well, I with think the ones that a... are new, the ones that are new these days that that aren't episodic that actually have storylines, I'm really really mm-hmm. hesitant because I get worried that they're just going to cancel them. I got that Firefly <laughs> right. syndrome. You know what I mean? That they're just going right, to cancel right. them. Um, Dark Matter feels like like the the tone and the style of it feels like it's being made by somebody who grew up watching those other sci-fi shows in the late 80s and and 90s um like the ones we just named farscape and all of that and is like making a new show with better special effects but it's the same kind of tone and and style as those have have Um, you ever what's one movie or show i should say what's one show that you have watched that you enjoyed it and you watched it and then they canceled it and then you're like oh and they they never resolved anything this beyond um uh, the Joss Whedon, uh, I think, I hope that it is Joss Whedon after I said that, um, Dollhouse. Yep. Joss Whedon. That's him. I thought you were going to say that. Uh, that was, I think his first post Firefly project. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe? I think it was his posted at first post Avengers one too. I think. I mean, the, the premise was problematic, right? It's basically human slavery. Um, but th- there was so much like interesting potential. All of the characters were really interesting. Um, the you know from the from the director down to the the handler and the and the main lead and all like there was so much promise in all of the things that they were doing. And then they had a thing where unlike Firefly, just getting canceled. Um, although Firefly was episodic, so yeah, who knows it was a little less of a thing but um it's like they knew that they were going to get canceled and got enough money for half a season or something and so they just like jumped forward in time and wrapped everything up and i was like i don't know i almost like i'm glad they got a chance to do that but i almost would rather that it had just gotten canceled oh and then I'm, I that's, just that's curious um Another one like that is um, um, Deadwood, which oh, yeah, I've heard that is too. is one of my favorite shows that I again have a real hard time recommending because it's very foul. Uh, the language yeah. is really bad, um, and it has a very unique um, thing that Trotsky calls a gimmick, but to me is one of the main achievements of the show. Where they use it's it's a western, and so they use very like archaic language structure in like mm-hmm. the way that their sentences are formed, but use modern profanity, um, okay. which to me is a way of like keeping the, that costume drama feel of like the, they don't talk quite the same way as we do now, but also making it as sort of vulgar and offensive to modern viewers as right. the wild west was to the civilized world. Right. At the time. Like back then saying arse was probably a, a horrible, <laughs> right, horrible curse, right. curse word. So they're like, we got to, we got to keep the, you know, we got to try and keep it as, as rough relative to us now as it was then, but still keep this, this historic kind of, um, language structure. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, yeah, that was one that went, I think it went three seasons and then got canceled. Like a bunch of storylines just never get wrapped up or resolved because it it just got canceled. Oh, that's I I my my biggest one was that I watched um, was Stargate Universe, and and I I enjoyed 
the campy Stargate was on TV. Sure. Um, I, it was just one of those things that I liked, oddly enough. And then Stargate Universe came in, and it was a much more realistic, kind of grittier, you know, show based in that that universe, okay. uh, with a lot more kind of real drama. And and I I enjoyed it. It was a great take that I liked, and and it, it had it had it was rough at the beginning with some of its character actors that were just feeling their parts and not knowing what they were going to be. But then as the seasons started going on, I think there were maybe three. Um, they the, the actors started really getting into their roles and understanding who they were. Ming Na Wen was the, was in that one, and she was the first time I'd ever seen her. Um, and. I just in that third season, I started really liking it and they left it on a cliffhanger and then it just ended. And that kind of scarred me with those kind of shows now. <laughs> I mean, it really has because I liked it so much and all the way up to the very end. And you're like, this is great. This is going into a place that I really want you to keep going for. And then it just stops. And now when I, a show comes on like that's like that, I, I get real nervous about investing my time unless it's going to be one of those one season fully complete story things i'm fine with that but if it's one of those hey we're just going to keep going this on and then leave you on a cliffhanger i i can't watch that and i just Mm. i'm sorry i can't i can't do that anymore unless they're unless you tell me that it's gone four seasons and then the whole show had went four seasons and had a wrap up (laughs) um that you're satisfied with then you can go back and go back and catch up yeah yeah and i'm sure there's several of those that i that i do and go back and catch up on i mean some you know sometimes sometimes uh, a show makes it to the end and is still not you know like lost like lost right yeah um yeah so it's a lot of investment in in a time and effort you know I mentioned earlier, just quickly, I'm watching Designated Survivor and um, on TV on Netflix, and I don't know if it's going to be good or not going to be good. And I hate that feeling that they could just, you know, end it and not know. But I've heard that it's not good, and then it hurts good. And anyway, yeah, I don't, it's still it's one I of those really I make ner- nervous and we'll, just we'll have to we'll have to revisit that in a couple of weeks when you get. You get further into it, yeah. But but the point is, I'm I just I'm nervous at even getting invested in the, one of those shows. I, that one just happened to be like, hey, I want to watch this Jack Bauer thing right now, and mm-hmm. it, it it hooked me enough. And but the point was is that I I generally don't I look at those say that's a good idea. I like the premise. I like the idea. I like the genre. This could be a show for me that I love, but I'm not going to get invested in it, you know, because yeah. I don't know. I'll let. Did other you watch that? Um, Twenty uh, four. I did. I enjoyed Jack Bauer a lot. Um, That's one for one reason or another. Jack Bauer. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, For one reason or another, I never got into a lot of my family watched. And I think when it was on, I just was at saturation for how many shows I could watch when I was also playing Guild Wars, like getting into MMOs for the first Mm. time. I was like, I don't have time for another show. Like Lost was still on and Scrubs and all of those shows that I was watching. I, I like Kiefer Sutherland. I, I like him in general a lot, and and his yeah. twenty four show was great. I, I think it went like five seasons, something like that. But you watch two; they're six, all yeah. kind of you know after after twenty four hours of crisis, it's just kind of like, all right, <laughs> you're in panic mode. Jack Bauer, Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland. I, I got enough of that. I'm I'm good. That, that's where yeah. I hit. It was like this was great, but I'm good. Uh, as as I understand it, and I watched the whole first season and the first, uh, the the premiere of season two, um, when at which point we gave up on it. But um, as I understand it, 
because most of my family watched that show, uh, he, it was a very different character. Who the from Jack Bauer? The, the Jack. Oh, this you mean designated survivor? Designated, yeah. Oh yeah, and actually that's that's good. One of the reasons I didn't watch want to watch designated survivor, and I don't know why we're still going on this one, but is that because I I got fine. Like I said, I was fine with Jack Bauer. I got enough of him. I'm good. I didn't need mm-hmm, to see mm-hmm. the same thing. And I thought here's a government show with Jack Bauer. And I'm like, oh crap, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> so my first five episodes or something I'm watching of this, yeah, he's definitely not Jack Bauer. He is not that character at all. And that's that's good. Every once in a while, you'll see him like stand up and take charge and be a strong leader type thing. And like, Oh, there's Jack Bauer. You know I mean? There, there's the guy that, that is, but it's only for like, you know, a couple minutes and then he's back to this other character, which is good. Sure. You know, it's, it's a, yeah. that's, that's a good thing. You know, I'm not yeah. watching 24 again. I don't right. want to watch 24 again. You, you could go back and watch 24 again if you really wanted to. Yeah. If, I, if that was something I, I wanted to do. But. <laughs> anyway, enough of, enough of that. Craziness. Did you watch, um, um, shoot the one with the one with Jim Halpert, uh, Jack Ryan. I did, and I loved it. I I don't know how people felt about that, but I loved it. So I I watched the first couple episodes with my family. Um, which uh, I guess sort of spoilers for this gets a little bit sexy. Um, Does it? Yeah, I forget who is involved but there was there was one scene where it's like me and my parents and my brother-in-law and my sister and we're all like uh you felt uncomfortable yeah yeah all all a little uncomfortable like i watch game of thrones i don't you know i'm not prudish about stuff but there's a difference between seeing something and watching it in the room with watching it with your family yeah sure what um uh, and i I think it it was too my dad read has read all the Tom Clancy books, and I mm-hmm. think that he he didn't like the the recharacterization of um, some of the characters, like his his buddy being former um, Islam uh, convert and all of that stuff. Oh um, yeah, they changed that. The, this the director and like the combination of that and i don't know whatever other things they were like they were like yeah i don't think we're gonna keep going with this show and i didn't it didn't do enough for me for me to watch it on my own and i also have like 10 other shows that i'm sure still trying to keep i up I, with, I, so. I will say, i something i liked about it that it was uh, it's only so many episodes I, I was happy about that there was only like, maybe mm, eight mm. nine something like that i was glad to be able to bite size through that thing um it's funny but, you mentioned that um that earlier about shows running and getting canceled, I'm still slowly working my way through um, Maniac, and they've brought mm-hmm. in um, Sally Field, who oh yeah, I think they introduce her in the second um, Dream World episode. Yeah. Um, she is the new Doctor's mother. She's okay. a psychiatrist, so you get you know part of the, at least of what I can tell, part of the the point of this show is all of the weird things of, of psychiatry. And of course, children of psychiatrists are, a, have a, are a special kind of messed up. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, right. uh, yeah. well, I'm trying to think of the, the big bang guy. That's like that. Oh, um, you mean from big bang theory? Yeah. There's that, there's that whole storyline. Yeah. The, the main, um, main guy Leonard is uh, Leonard Hofstetter. Yeah, that's right. His, his mother. mother is um he's messed up psych- because she's a, a psychiatrist, right? Um, but but anyway, I don't want to get too much into that show because I haven't finished it yet. But um, it's 
labeled on Netflix as a limited series. And I looked at that as, okay, it's like a mini series as if they're saying this is going to be one story and then it's going to be done. And they mentioned it on one of the other podcasts that I listened to. And, um, their theory as is that you label it limited series so that these actors can do it. Right. Because the, you know, we've got, um, Jonah Hill and, um, Emma Stone, they do Mm -hmm. movies, right? right? And so it's hard to get a TV series and still get movies because, like, you're committed to a TV series for an indeterminate amount of time, like, until it gets canceled and nobody knows when it's going to get canceled and you're, yeah. you know, one of the employees at Telltale. Um, but <laughs> they're like, it's a limited series. Cold, it's too, go soon, one too, series. Soon. <laughs> too soon, too soon. Too um, soon. We haven't talked about that on the show, but that's a yeah. little more. Uh, we should at some point, yeah. A little more news. I don't have a lot to say about it. I didn't play any of those games all the way through so no but just the whole thing about it yeah it's, well it's the crazy. yeah I, I i get that that limited series thing makes sense because you know so they did then that they're, with, they're able uh, to do it without and, and like hold on to other contracts so i'm like oh, well, yeah, what's the one we watch sinner sinner which with uh what's her name just Beale. but jessica Beale and bill pullman is that mm-hmm. they can get these actors in here call it limited series and then you know what? If they do a season two, maybe they could be in it, depending if their availability and timing and, you know, pay and stuff like that. Yeah. They well, don't and have to. And that show is is something even different. Like limited series to me is just another way of saying miniseries. Um, yeah. Right. You're like, we're going to tell one story and it's it's going to be this many episodes and it's going to be done. Um the Sinner, just like um, a show that I mention every so often, Fargo, the TV version of Fargo, um, are anthology series. Although Fargo is a little bit more, there's maybe more continuity. I don't know. I haven't seen season two of The Sinner, so I can't really compare the two. But um, in an anthology series, each season is a story. And when you start the next season, it's a different story. And so you could jump in at season two and you might not enjoy it as much, but you're going to be fine because it's all different. Yeah. Yeah. And the, you know what, which is another sort of version, the cinematic version that is a star Wars story, right? Like they do a movie that's one shot kind of type thing. It's in a universe and they can do other movies in that universe, but not with the same characters type thing. Yeah, yes. I mean, I mean, it's the the whole conversation becomes different when you're talking about movies. But in general, you know, m- I think most movies are are much more on the side of like like a canceled TV show. It's like it's this we're gonna we're gonna tell this one story and that's it. And like maybe you set up for a sequel, but if you set up for a sequel too hard, um, then your movie is not very good. Yeah, they, they, they shouldn't. Historically, movies that are clearly part ones of something do poorly at the box office. People are like, uh, I don't want to go see a, so- a story that doesn't resolve. Yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. I, I wonder but the, if... The idea if of an this... anthology series is an interesting way to alleviate that uh, Firefly syndrome that you described. Where you're like, I don't know that I want to invest myself in a in a serialized story if I don't know you know, whether it's going to keep going and they're saying, uh, okay, well, here's, here's the deal. We're going to, we're going to tell this story completely in these 10, eight, 13, however many episodes. 
And, you know, if we get picked up for a second season, we're going to tell a new story. Yeah, I, I like it. I'm, I approve of that. I think that's a, a neat uh, way to do things. And, and you're right. That would totally solve some of my problems. When I was in eighth grade for school, we had to watch a, a mini series thing called Centennial about the Wild West. And, oh, yeah. And, and my, it was my grandparents had that on VHS. Yeah, it was, it was actually really good, believe it or not. But um, it took a, our whole school year to kind of watch it in chunks. Sure. Um, but the, the the thing I remember most about that back in eighth grade was that uh, characters died. And there was like whole stories that, you know, at the beginning was this guy going out west and how he he was a fur trader. And, and uh, I don't know the whole story, but I know at one point it kind of he dies and then it skips ahead like 10 years. And there's the tribe has developed the Indian tribe has developed and now it's focused on the Indian tribes and whole different people. Mm. So that's kind of the same thing. It's like, you can watch it in these sections and they all have the same kind of thread kind of narratively, but they don't have to have the same characters per se. And that's, that's really interesting and neat, neat kind of a thing. That's why I think going back to this, the good news of the Mandalorians, it's a, it's a neat thing that we can watch something in the star Wars universe and, but not have to have you know Luke and Leia and and things and or yeah Han. I mean it's it's always interesting to see I think I talked about this last week or maybe the week before about um you know uh, um, content creators experimenting with different different systems different methods like you know there's so much of the same stuff right like it's become so uh, quote unquote easy to create content to create movies and and TV shows with with CGI and and computers and, and, and technology and all of that stuff. Um, you know, Netflix is putting out a new show every day, right? Every <laughs> is day my, is, is my running joke. Um, yeah. and you know, we've so many sitcoms or like we talked about JRPGs, like there are so many tropes, like everything is the same, you know, the same like hero's journey or villain redemption arc or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, meet cute, all of that stuff, all those tropes. Um, and so it's interesting to see, you know, th- it doesn't always work. That's the risk inherent in, in, in trying something new. But it's always interesting to see somebody trying something new. Yeah, I, I just different. Maybe maybe not new, new, but like different from the the plethora of, you know, procedural detective shows or yeah. or sitcoms, stage sitcoms. You know, we're talking about the, the, the world and the doing something kind of new with shared universes and things. I, I I like what they've done with what you can, you can say whatever you will about the CW shows. I, I think that <laughs> what they've done with the shared universe of Air, the Arrowverse, I guess you call it. Um, okay. It's pretty, it's pretty neat that they have their own shows that they never really interact. They never have anything else. They're in the same world for sure. But then like once a season they have, you know, Supergirl and Flash and Arrow all get together and with the other guys and they all a, do stuff in a crossover. crossover. Yeah. But that's neat. That's a neat thing that you can tell the same kind. You can tell different stories and different genres or granted, this is the same kind of genres, but they, they could and, but be in the same kind sure, of. Sure. Or like, like Marvel did that with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., whether, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was not very good, but it was very ambitious, right, for what yeah. they were trying to do. Like, we're going to do this sort of, not really street level, but this, like, villain of the week heroes sort of, like, street level story in what's still technically the MCU. Um, but then they had to 
you know, they were bound by the reveals and the and the continuing story of the movies. Like they couldn't reveal um, Hydra until whichever movie that was, Winter Soldier yeah. or something came well, out. Well, and, and the the TV shows can can do a lot better these crossovers. And this is not something really necessarily new. It's going to be really bad to say this, but there was a show called Falcon Crest that was a nighttime soap drama in the eighties. That was a, a spinoff from Dallas, and it was. Okay. And they, they used to call yeah, these spinoffs. Is what they would, and yeah, and yeah, what yeah. they were, they're just like the first couple episodes. They would have characters from the original show the would show. be on the other show, and that's what Shield did. Is that they had in the first episode they had like I think Nick Fury was on there. I can't remember, but they had some characters from the movies that were on the show to set it up. Maria Hill, I think, maybe was on there. Um, yeah, because because Sam Jackson shows up a handful of times, and of course. Uh, Phil Coulson is is in the whole show. But. It's in the whole show. So so you you have you have these kind of things. But the the thing is, is that if you want to really have it like be a shared universe, you have to commit to that. You have to really, you know, constantly not constantly, but you have to make understanding of that Captain America is a real thing. Or you have to, you know, have once a year the Flash meet the Supergirl meet meet Kara. You know, right. You got to do yeah. that, and the CW, the, the, the CW the problem does there, that. The problem there is they're kind of um, with with um, with Shield. They're like they're crossing mediums, right? So they can't get they yeah. can't afford you know to have Robert Downey Jr. have a cameo. Yeah, and and sa- sadly enough, they they can't do it with um, the Netflix series too. That's that's actually a really sad thing, is because mm. what Shield is missing is that they they should have you know be able to interact with Daredevil or the Punisher or whatever, but they they don't and they should. You know what I mean? That Shield yeah should show up. You know maybe Coulson show up in um, Luke Cage. You know finding out about this guy with superpower and have a whole whole season with their or half season, couple episodes, whatever, where they're they're interacting some way, but they can't because it's yeah. And that's where you get, you know, you get studios and, and rights and stuff involved the way, you know, CW can pull it off because it's all CW. Exactly. Um, exactly. You know, with, yeah. with Marvel, you've got Netflix and who is it? CBS making agents of shield. Um, yeah. no, ABC and it's Disney ABC. That's right. And right. well, right. So then like it's all Disney, but not really yeah. <laughs> right. Like right, they right. still would have to, you know, get the different deals and contracts. And, and you're right. C- CW yeah, does it well because they actually committed to it. They they put this shared universe out there. They make several in it. And they, they when the Flash came out and they said oh, he they're they're doing this and it is part of Arrow. And they do meet the Arrow. They they kind of committed to it. And then they put out Supergirl and they said yes, this is going to be. That's good on them. Good on CW for whether you like the shows or not. You know, they <laughs> I like their commitment to telling different stories. And the CW is is very good at making what they make. I agree. Right. I do agree. As uh as as our buddy Fox said about about the Flash, he's like, I think it is good for what it is. Yes. It I totally agree. And same thing with all of those shows. They Yeah. It, it, you know what? If you liked Beverly Hills 90210 back when that was out, this this is for you. It's the same kind of things. Right. Yeah, they just keep making those. Anyway, ugh. Okay, what? Uh, what are we at on time? I can't. We always run we're pretty, long. We're, so. we're pretty long. I, I I think that we we can uh, 
call this a, a win today on the I think we're about uh we're about done here. The only thing the only thing we haven't done is set up our next uh challenge. Oh yeah, what 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 are we picking for this one? This I think we want to I think I want to go back to a uh um back to the challenge. Oh, cool. And dig up a movie not super old, but a movie from 2005 called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, uh, I've heard of that. Okay. You haven't seen, seen it. it. No. Nope. Okay. Um, the, uh, the Wikipedia article calls this a, an American neo-noir black comedy crime film. Oh, that's uh, an awful. Starring, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Bell Kilmer, Michelle Monaghan, and Corbin Burnson. I like all those. Those all sound yep. good. So it's a, right. a goofy, I, I remember it being a lot like the movie Snatch, if you saw that. Oh, I love it. That's one of my top 10, yeah. 15 movies. Love it. But yeah, so we'll go back and watch that and uh, talk about it next week. Awesome. Cool. Cool. All right. I always start this segment with all right, and I can't think of a All right. I'm doing my uh, um, Matthew McConaughey. You have been listening to The Front Porch. This is episode 60. Special thanks, as always, to our friends over at Geek Scholars Movie News. If you like movies and keeping up to date on uh, the award shows and upcoming releases and all that good stuff, check them out, Geek Scholars Movie News. Uh, if you enjoy Star Trek or role-playing or Star Trek role-playing, mm-hmm. or do you just want to hear Michael and I and our other crazy friends um, try to try to struggle through some Star Trek role-playing, Get, you can check out our other podcast. At crazy stuff. Yeah, ridiculous jokes and, uh, and and all that. It's not not safe for work. Um, <laughs> you can check out our other show, Klingons and Dragons. That's at KlingonsandDragons.com. Our website not safe for is, political careers either, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think it's running for office. If you have questions or comments about the show, you can email us frontporchpod at gmail.com, or you can head over to our website, uh, frontporchpodcast.com. We got contact forms there. Some show notes will link. I don't think we had much to link this week, but we link YouTube videos and all that good stuff when we yeah. mention them in the show notes. Um, if you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever podcasts are found. And while you're there, if you leave us a review, we appreciate that. It helps us out a lot. Thanks, as always, for listening. And until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For The Front Porch. Night, everybody. Thank you.